It's time. Ball Don't Stop podcast. We got Will Barton back in the house. NBA vet, 10 years into the game. Seen it all. Seen the highest levels of basketball. You know, a guy that defended some of the coldest to do it. Man, I just, this is so important because people keep talking about stars and superstars. And there's so many layers to the league, bro. You here now? How you been, bro? I've been good, man. Kick a plane, like you said. 10 11 years in. 11 years in. Yeah, 11 years in. Yeah, just blessed, man. Um, you know, I want to kick this off. You know, you've seen uh, some cold, cold. First of all, you were, you were a guy, you know, we got you in this Washington situation now. Obviously, different role, different scenario. Um, but if you look at your production in your role year after year, always as a starter, that's exactly what they got you there for. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of go- work goes into putting up 13, 14, 15 a game in the NBA consistently yep. year after year. Uh, what has got you to this point? Because 11 years is tough. Just a mindset, man. Uh, I was telling one of my homeboys a couple of days ago, like, to be a successful role player in the league, you got to have a fucking mindset. You know, when you're not the star, you're not the player that the coach is, you know, telling you it's your team and everything is run through you, you got to have that different mindset because all the role players in the league are kind of the same. You know, one may be a little bit talented than this one, than that one, but kind of all on the same level. The difference is the mindset. You got to be able to have that same confidence as if, if it was your team, even though it's not the God there produce at a high level night in and night out, and that's how you get that respect. I mean, I learned from guys like Jamal Crawford, uh, Lou Will, um, just other role players that I would see cook in their role and I would see it with just their mindset, like that confidence, it never wavered. And that's what, you know, made me successful all these years is like, you know, I'm a role player, but anytime I get on the court, I feel like I'm the best player on the court. Yeah. You don't have that mindset, you're not going to last in the league. That's why sometimes you'll see a guy be like, damn, he talented. Why are you not doing this? Why why are you not doing that? It's because he might not have that mindset. And that's you translating being, you know, there's guys like yourself that are, best player in your high school, best player in your state, best player in your city, best player at college, like you go to the league, it switches because you get a whole pool of what I just said. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a hooper. You have that type of game as a creator. Um, in the NBA, especially as these years went on, it became more 3 and D, so we saw you kind of settle into a role, right? That's the prototype role now for a wing, 3 and D. Um, but, you know, we see you at Brunson, we see you – all throughout your career have moments where you could go get 30. You could pull it up on YouTube where you go get 25 and you're cooking with a Jokic, right? Um, How much of that was like you had to kind of accept that this is going to be locked for majority of the time? Because people call it inconsistency. The reality is that's just not – your role is never meant to be consistent when you're a Will Barton, when you're a Jamal Crawford, when you're Lou Will. Because you're not gonna, there's not gonna run through you every single night, right? Yeah. How do you approach that? Because there's a lot of guys that struggle with that and flame out. Like you said, it's, it's tough, but you just gotta find that balance. At the end of the day, still in the NBA, still got the best job in the world, getting to compete against the best players in the world. So you gotta just try to look at it in a positive mindset, knowing that at any time that you can cook, that you one of the best players on the court, but you know it's not your show. Yeah, you gotta be able to you know, understand we in a kind of like a, a, a band or oh, yeah. a group. Yeah. And this is the star over here, but my role is still important. And if I try to do my, my, my job to the best of my ability, then hopefully we can come and win a championship. So you got to look at it that way. 
I like that because there's a lot of young guys coming in now, man, that because the league is getting so young and talented, there's a lot of guys that have to accept that, but they're not accepting that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. you've seen it. Um, but if you don't recognize that quick enough, you could be in trouble. Yeah, it's tough. And that's why you got to have vets in the league. When I first came in, I had Earl Watson, yeah. uh, Mo Williams, Darrell yeah. Wright, um, Jared Jeffries. Like, I had guys that, yeah. you know, when I first came, Jameer Nelson, yeah. when I first came to the league, I couldn't believe I was even playing with those guys. It's all about knowing the game, too, knowing the history of the game. Like, those guys, even though they were kind of like towards the end of their career, they were like legends to me. Mm-hmm. So, anytime I was down about not playing and stuff like that, they would mentor me and tell me things like, you know, you know, you nice. It's just not your turn right now. Just keep working hard, keep playing hard. You got the game, it's gonna happen. Just not right now. And I feel like now today's NBA is missing that. You Big know? time. Yeah. But I think guys like you are like one of the few guys now where you gotta keep it alive, right? Because yeah. you know, you, you saw guys like Michael Porter as you left Denver. You saw so many guys that even now that are coming in, Washington, young guys probably that you see that are going to be cold. Yeah. Um, as a vet, right, like you spoke on it, you've entered now the vet stage, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. These next four, five, six years are like, yo, vet, be a vet. Is it because you've had such a successful career in terms of just the length of it and, and obviously, you know, financially, like you've done a lot, but what? how do you approach this, this next chapter of your career? Because... You got all this youth coming in, and I speak to guys all the time. It almost feels like vets are being pushed out, yeah. right? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? Just try to stay mentally in it, mentally tough, still work on my game. Because I'm a young vet. I'm only 32. I know, I but it's 32. crazy. But you just yeah. turned 32, and it's like you're yeah. a vet. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it, like I said, like when I first came, like Earl Watson, I think he was on his 15th, 16th year. So it's a different kind of – it's a different kind of vet now. You know what I'm saying? It's a different kind of dynamic. So now it's kind of me trying to find a balance of still playing good basketball because I still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah. But still giving these young guys the game and helping them learn and grow also. So I'm now I'm trying to find that balance and be able to do that. As an NBA pro like yourself, right? Like for you, at the end of the day, you're a legend now in your city community that you grew up in. No matter what, you were probably that by the time you got drafted. Um, the story that you share is more is never going to be mainstream, obviously, right? With the way the game is marketed, yeah. um, you got guys, obviously, your community programs, your AAU programs, your family, your friends, right? Like, you live the dream now, right? That yeah. like one in a million dream. How does that feel knowing that? And is there a piece associated with that yet, or are you still kind of chasing something? It feels crazy, man, because. It's hard to think about it as you're going through it. Like, I'm still going through it. But I'll have times where I reflect, you know, maybe in the off season a little bit before I really get to working. Yeah. Or, you know, if I feel I'm taking, you know, too mentally involved when I'm getting mad about something, I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm still accomplished so much where it wasn't expected. Or I'm talking to one of my friends or somebody, never mind, like, man, can you believe coming from – East Baltimore, you have been in the league 11 years, putting up good numbers and, you yeah. know, having the respect of your peers and superstar basketball players. And you now join, you know, guys in that light. And it's like, damn, I really did. But when you uh, you set out to accomplish those things, it never really hits you. It's just right. like, 
you planned it. it was like yeah right. it happened but i planned it so it's like it's here but i it's just not see like dudes i just see a lot of dudes man like they're so hard on themselves you guys are so competitive yeah. and i'm like bro you don't even understand like you should take a moment to just obviously do the work still yeah. but take a deep breath like be at peace with it yeah but i love that um you know so with you um man we connect obviously so much on on the game you dissect the game not a lot of people could do that you really go to the bottom layer of this shit and you've seen so many greats right we know you've had a great career so far um you've been around some some of the there's you guys and then there's the one in a generation type guys that you were blessed to be a part of kobe bryant a guy we both consider the best that's ever played the game Explain that to me. Definitely the best player to me to ever touch a basketball win. Like you said, when you just break down the different levels, right? Let's when break it down. To... Break me. Break this down for us, because it's it's different when it's coming from me. Yeah. I'm not an NBA pro like you. Yeah. I could just do so much, but you played against Kobe yeah. Bryant. The one thing I say about Kobe, right? And I tell this story all the time. He is probably the most talented basketball player we've ever seen. And he has the craziest mindset. Like when guarding him, you got to think, when I first, my rookie year, Kobe was still averaging 27 a game. So he was still Kobe. Oh, yeah, before the Achilles. I've never seen someone that good, that skilled, but had a mindset of, I'm trying to score every time. Usually when you're that good, you kind of relax. You'll let the game come to you, you'll play off others, and then you'll attack. It was like you had to literally play your best defense and, quote, unquote, stop him yeah. from him to get a ball up. Like I tell people, like, if a play was for Pal Gasol, once Kobe touched it, he was trying to attack. And then it'll pass. You know, even I tell you, like, a Kevin Durant, LeBron James, if a player's for someone else, as good as they are, they'll run the play for those guys. Kobe touched that thing, and it was it was game on. Like, you had to really, like, basically stop him Yeah. for him to pass the ball. I've never seen someone that relentless but that good at the same. Could you imagine guarding the most talented player ever, the best player ever, with a super green light? And he always is trying to use that green light at the same time. You can't guard it. Man. You can't guard it. You got perfect. 6'6", six, six, <laughs> strong, athletic. Shoots threes, mid-range game. His footwork is crazy. He could post you. It was like he was a skilled passer. Like his handles was crazy. It was like, what do you do with that? Fluid and smooth. Everything. Every movement. Everything is a ten. Elegant with everything. Everything. It's crazy. Like I laugh just thinking about how can somebody be that good. Yeah. And want it that much. It's crazy. So again, with Kobe, it was like. Obviously, we knew the relentless attack, the mentality. He had it. Michael had it. Iverson had it. Um, but with him, he was just so polished. Yeah. And every movement was so precise. Yeah. What did you do as a defender in those moments? Just, <laughs> man, play as hard as you can compete. Because you're a guy that took yeah. pride in defense. Yeah, you and that was a defensive game still. Yeah. So you could. it was really play. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. You could go get 55 if you get hot. Yeah. 55 was 55 that time. Yeah. Every bucket. It was like a boxing match. So you as a competitor, obviously, you know, as a competitor, you still feel like, yo, I could give this guy my best. I'm going to make it my hardest. Yeah. How were those nights? Those nights, like you said, you just competing at a high level. 
reading your scout report, watching film, trying to, if those guys have any, because they don't have real weaknesses, anything they like less, yeah. you try to force them into that or make them do that as, as much as possible. But you're not going to literally stop. My mindset was to make it hard for them and then attack on the other end. Right. That was my main thing. So they wouldn't be just getting match rest. The energy, just match yeah, the energy. Yeah, one getting rest on defense. So I would try to attack on the other end. Okay. And, you know, now looking at the league, right, I mean, I don't think – Michael obviously was the blueprint. Yeah. You know, his legacy is unmatched as, as in terms of his resume, his accomplishments. But I feel like what Kobe brought – and when we say this, it sounds crazy to everyday casual fan. Yeah. But we're putting away – because everyone put up numbers. Everyone won. Everyone that we speak on, this upper echelon all, yeah. even playing field, yeah. give or take a ring, whatever. With him, it was like he mastered the art and every little detail of the game. And it's almost like he knew it. Yeah. You know, he may not have declared it. <laughs> but, you know, was there certain things within a game where it was like you running up and down literally with the master of basketball? And, and, and you know, he knows it. Could you feel that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Especially the first time I played against him. Uh, I got my first NBA start against Kobe. So, at that time, I remember that game. They needed that game. That's when they were trying to get into the the playoffs. Yeah. So the game when we played and right after that, that's when they played against Golden State and he tore his Achilles. So you could just see the urgency in him. Was at an all time high. The relentlessness was at an all time high. Knowing the game, reading the game. Like at that time, my rookie year, I I couldn't shoot. I wasn't known as a shooter. And he started. We were guarding each other to start the game. And. He wouldn't even pick me up into the free throw line because he knew I could get to the rim. You know, I had a pretty good handle. Yeah. And just daring me to shoot jumpers, and he knew I didn't have confidence in it. Like, he knows all the little – the game within the game. Right. He knew that I didn't have the most confidence in my jumping. He knew the coaches didn't have confidence yeah. in my in my shot at that time. So, he, like, daring me to shoot. Where the crowd was literally like, shoot, like yelling at me to shoot. But I'm hesitant. So, when I do shoot, he know I'm a miss. And I'm missing, and, you know, I'm down on myself – coach taking me out like it was just it was just different with him and um you know with him there's so much that goes in there who are other guys that match him now that you feel like craft wise is there certain guys that come close from a skill level career I think Kai is definitely the most skilled point guard we've ever seen and uh he's like kind of like Kobe but in a shorter frame with like I said with the ability to shoot threes, mid-range. Kyrie probably 6'2", give or take, posting up. I've seen him post up guys 6'5", 6'6", and put him in a post. Yeah, He might be the one of the best finishers we've ever seen, and he barely, rarely dunks the ball. Insane. Left hand, yeah. right hand. Around the, the rim. The degree of difficulty of shots. Body control. Everything. So he kind of reminds me of him the most, I would say, in that aspect. And that's like the 12th degree black belt in basketball type yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Um, you've obviously seen it all. You've played with Dame. Killer. 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 Look, we said it at the same time. Killer. Right. Killer. How was that guy when you came in? You know, you guys were both young. We came in, yeah, rookies together. Yeah. Um, different. And look at him now. Yeah. Similar grind, bro. Different from the jump, though, man. Like, his work ethic. I think he has the the best work ethic in the league. I think and so definitely too. that I've seen. 
Very militant. Far. Very militant with his approach. Very militant. Quiet when it comes to doesn't the promote basketball. It. Doesn't promote it. Just goes about his business. But it's relentless and it's every day. Yeah. Every day. Cut from that old school cloth kind oh, of right. For sure. For sure. Because that became a lost art just because, not even just because the game got a little softer, but like the culture got softer. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, with the... <laughs> IG and uh, we in the highlight era now, so that kind of. How is that just seeing these young guys come in? Because you guys came in trying to like murder dudes. Yeah. I think you guys were probably the last era like that that was fully committed to that. For sure, it's weird, man. It's like to me, it's almost like they don't let it hoop as much, right? As we did, like right. it's more workout now. Yeah, like me, I didn't start working out until. Going into my sophomore year in the college, everything was just hoop. Right. I've never had a train. I never worked on my game. Right. Until I got to college, and then being able to work on it, obviously in the lead. That's why I took leaps and bounds. Being able to now go from a, a just a hooper all the time, street ball, or just playing basketball, to now playing basketball and working on my individual game. But now it's like they don't hoop at all. Like I hooped outside. I was a guy that played AAU, went to the top camps. And would come home straight from one of those and be outside hooping, especially in the summertime, all day. Damn. It's like they don't even hoop outside no more. If it's yeah. like if it's not a high profile AAU event right. or a camp, they don't hoop. And they might they might have more skill now, but it's almost like they're missing that chip. Yeah. That edge. For sure. And it's like that toughness and that grittiness and just that figuring shit out, that creativity is what really separates the Kyrie's from everyone else. Yeah. Because these guys we're speaking on that are going to live forever in history that came up on the blacktop, yeah. that came up playing in the street game, having to figure it out against older guys' competition. Is it important for that to come back, you think? Yeah, you just said it. That's the most important thing. Like, like I grew up playing basketball outside, but playing with older people. If you're good, you want to play with the older guys. So you learn little things. When I was young, I didn't know I was learning. But when I look back, it's like you learn how to, first of all, want to win. Because yep. when you're young, you already they already don't want to pick you. Right. Because you're younger, you're littler than everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you had to worry about other things than scoring. I learned how to rebound. I learned how to play defense. I learned how to hustle. Because they weren't going to give me the ball. I was I was younger than them. I was little than everybody. So it's like you learn to compete. And you learn how to want to win because you don't want to get out the court. Especially mm -hmm. a young guy, if if your team loses, you're probably not going to get picked up the rest of the day. Right. So it was like it made me value winning on the team that I was on. It was like, man, I got to win or I'm probably done for the rest of the you day. You know what's crazy? I don't know if you could confirm this. It may not be as much of a flair to it, but the Europeans kind of have this like, fuck you to them. I'm seeing it a little bit. Yeah, you're definitely seeing it. I mean. With Lo Luca and Jokic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like they don't really, they're not phased by shit. No, nah, they ain't. I mean, they've been playing pro basketball, what, since some of them since they were 15, yeah. 14, and they watched Americans dominate basketball for so long, for decades after decade after right. decade. It's like, eventually... They just out-rep people. They're going to want it. Yeah. They're going to want to be better. They're watching, watching, and now they're getting more invested into the game. Yeah. And they're watching the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryant and LeBron James saying, why can't I be that next guy? So their attitudes are different now. How, how's a guy like Jokic seeing him day-to-day -day in Denver? Because that's different too. Beast. Unstoppable. I mean, his skill set is unlike any others that I've ever seen at the center. 
position to be able to shoot threes to to run an offense through we run we, we ran our offense through him like he didn't even need a point guard right he got the ball more than anybody else on the court i've never seen that in and basketball he made your guys game so easy easy i mean he was going to hit you pinpoint every time you, open threes cuts to the rim lives then when he gets double teamed He's going to make the right play probably nine times out of ten every time. Unselfish. For him to be that good of a score, he's still unselfish. So it makes him really dangerous. You know, um, other guys that stand out to you that you've guarded. Because, yo, you you came in a defensive game yeah. with the KDs. Yeah. You, you had to match up with these dudes. Who's another guy like that really throughout your run? Stands out. Obviously, we know Kobe. Kobe, he, Kobe doesn't count. Number one, but he doesn't count. Yeah. Kyrie, probably number two for sure. Um, I would say Kawhi, mm. just because his physical strength. Mm -hmm. Couldn't speed him up. Going to get to his spots. Repped out. You know he's going to hit Strong. those shots once he gets to his spot. Strong. Strong. And uh, when, especially I got to leave still with the Spurs, so he was peak athleticism before he was getting, you know, having yeah, his little yeah, minor yeah. injuries. Yeah. Was different. Um, Jamal Crawford, just because of his wiggle. He mm -hmm. had moves on moves, counters on counters, could shoot threes. Man. Get to the row. Bro, that Pretty. guy right there, man, I've seen him do some incredible shit in yeah. person. But he he's another guy that, like, kind of hidden. Yeah. Low key, like you guys are kind of like underground, yeah. you know, the the independent rappers in yeah. a way because he was a guy that like could go at a D Wade at a KD on his best night when the coach unleashes him yeah. and play that. How good does that feel when you really have those nights where you tap into who you were coming up? That's what you work for. That's what you put all the work in for. That's why you had that mindset of a killer yeah. to be able to know, you know, on any given night. And when that night happens, I'm ready, and I go at one of the best in the world or one of the all-time greats, and I'm showing you, you know, I'm holding my own. I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm showing you why my mindset is this way. That's the most gratifying. I oh, mean, I hate it. I don't want to sound like I'm not even. I'm, I'm I just turned 29, so yeah. I'm young too. But yeah. I feel like that's gone, bro. Yeah. It's fading away. I feel like. Who has that? Who are some of these young guys that have that mean streak? It may not be like I think Jamal Murray had it. Jamal definitely has it. Jamal. That, like, you know. Real competitive, real fire. Like he doesn't like you. Yeah, he, it, I was just about to say, now we're in the era where it's so friendly. Like, so nice. Guys want to hang out together and work out together. Me, I I never even really like working out with guys. Just yeah. on, on the simple fact that we just in a competitive business. It's yeah. just like, I'd rather do what I do on my own and then. When it's showtime, it's showtime. But now these guys, like, really, I know some guys take vacations together I and know. really hang. And I mean, the culture's just changed. It's right? just a different time. It's just a different time. Yeah. It's just the way guys are brought up is just different. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you, what was your favorite era so far of your career? You know, I think the degree of difficulty, describe to us, because you see both. Yeah. That's why I love this shit, because, yeah. like, I got to bring you guys on to break this down. Yeah. 2013, 14, 15, yeah. 16 is a whole different sport. Yeah, it's a whole different. Explain that. Like you said, it was just a different game. More defensive, a more slowed down pace. Um, 
It wasn't as just run up and down and shoot threes. It was more of still of a half court game. Now you got the game where it's kind of like a AU setting, yeah. where it's just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Who can get up the most threes? And that's we're it. just trying to outscore you, and that's it. Is that weird to play in? Because you guys were brought up a certain way, traditional basketball. Yeah, it's weird to play in. Yeah. It's weird to play in, but you got to adjust with the game. You got to adjust with the times if you still want to be in the, in the business. Easier to score the ball now or before? Now. With the spacing. Yeah. With the It's more amount of possessions. The room for error was nothing back then. No. Nah, nothing. You you go one for seven, good night. Yeah. It's over with. <laughs> it's over with. Now Man. you got guys that aren't three-point shooters that are allowed to shoot seven threes because yeah. that's what the game, that's what it wants. I mean, shit, I mean, at the same time, imagine you coming into this league with all this freedom. Bro, imagine Jamal Crawford coming into this league at 6'5 as a point guard. He's a super over max with. player. Over with. You got to think, Jamal, a lot of people don't realize this. Jamal changed his position. Yes. He came into the league as a point guard. Change to a two guard. Six so, five. Like you said, he comes into today's game six five with that type of handle and jump shot. Bro. He's one of the lead point guards in the league, right? Right now. away. Right now, he's the, one of the lead point guards. Exactly. You know, and it's like certain, with the freedom they let you have too, <laughs> with his kind of game, he made it look free then. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine what he would do now with I mean that'd be crazy. Bro, and it's like you've um Seen, you know, there's certain guys that may not be as like a DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, buckets. Right? Buckets. Guys like that. Like, who are some other guys like that where it's like, you know, your family would be mentioning big names, but you're like, you don't even understand. Like, this guy's like that. Man, you can go down the line. I thought Rudy Gay was like that. Rudy. DeMar. I'm trying to think, man. There's so many good wings that. That played against what's the guy name and uh, Marcus Thornton was cold in Marcus Sacramento. Dion Waiters had his moment. I mean, Dion, we the same. Hey, Dion was super cold, super talented. Yeah, I mean, it's like the it's like a laundry list because like for so many guys, they didn't get eleven years. Yeah, because the fit. Yeah, or they or some guys' role was only to do one thing. Yeah, they could only be killers. Yeah, and then it's like there's not enough room for you killers, yeah. right? Because they'll. In the league, it's, it, they'll try to put you in the box. Yeah. Right? And for the moment, let you make that role look cool, and then they'll kill it. Right. And now that player, like you said, there's no more room left for it. As much as they hype it and glorify it, then they'll kill it off, and then the players in that role is gone. That's why I never tried to yeah. – when I start seeing how the league smart work and start man. seeing that – smart. I never wanted to be put in a box no more. So when I first got on, right, they were trying to compare me to guys like Jamal and Lou and, and oh, he's a six man, he's a microwave score. You know, they throw that around. And I start looking how the lead was going. I'm like, uh, I don't want that role. Right. So yeah. I fought to be a starter. I tried to push me as a, a all around basketball player that competed on both ends because I seen what they did to the guys that they labeled as that, even though to me those guys were the overall good guys. basketball yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even still, like, they did more than just score, but the media and the 
average fan they don't get it gave them that label that that label in that box yeah. so now as they got older and older it was like it's well, we don't need them to do them. that yeah, no yeah. more and they used that against yeah, them yeah yeah so i was like no nah, i ain't gonna go with that route so i told my agent to push me in a different route like i don't want to be a six man no more yeah i don't want to just be labeled as a score yeah 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 I'll fit into this role or whatever's on my team and just play that, try to play my toughest defense. I'm not a lockdown defender, but, you know, compete on the defensive end, make shots, make passes, do whatever. But I don't want to be labeled as that because I see what they're doing to those guys at the certain – they even did that to Carmelo Anthony. It's insane. Come on, man. Bro. If they could do that to Carmelo Anthony, what do you think they'd do to me? Carmelo Anthony. Come on, man. Hall of Fame. The one of the coldest that ever he did. one of the toughest guys I ever got it to. How was that? Different. You got I mean a six eight bully. He's from, he's from around yeah. he's from your area, right? Crazy handle, yeah, mid range, yeah. shoot it, get to the rim. First step was quick, like that's insane. Carmelo wanted to if we going off just eye test of yeah. basketball, it ain't fifteen guys that I ever seen that was nah. better than him. And I say this all the time. It ain't 15 guys that I haven't seen that was better than him. You can't take, and you could take team basketball championships and all that shit. You can't name 15 motherfuckers in the history of the sport. You put them on a basketball court that can do what Carmelo Anthony nah, was doing. Nah, not night in, night out. Nah, for that long, 15 years. Not with that talent, too. Bully, strong. Young, mellow. Quick. A bully, but was athletic. Yeah. But could shoot. Yeah. Inside, outside. Man, come on, man. What's what's How is it for these guys you think, like, like Melo knows this, yeah. he's not gonna say it, but Melo knows. There's the staffs who are certified. Yeah. They got the label yeah. of all-time greats, and they are, and LeBrons and everyone. We know who the mainstream megastars are, right. but then there's guys like a T Mac and a Melo, yeah. and you know, even it, it might even happen to Kyrie that are just so fucking cold, yeah. but their peers would have to be the ones that tell you that. It's, to me, that's almost sad, though. Right. When, he, when you're that good, the peers should have to tell you about guys like me that were good role players, had a long career, you know, on any given night could get 30, stuff like that. But a peer should never have to tell you about, come on, Carmelo, that's the first Baylor Hall of Famer. Is it because of a disconnect now with the culture and the media? Yeah. That's what sure. it is. For sure, man. You got people. I seen people when Carmelo was out the league for a little while going to those different spots saying – he wasn't like that. Like, Carmelo not like that? Kyrie Irving? Look at the label they trying to put on right. Kyrie Irving. I know. Not a top 75 basketball. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, I it's know, not I even – it's a joke. You can't, even take, you can't even take it serious at this but point. But I feel like, you know, what happened – and I saw it with myself is like, there's two things now. We've, we've now become desensitized to stupidity in basketball. Yeah. We've just write it off. like uh, yeah. Where before 2015, 16, we'd be kind of pissed off. Yeah, that shit had credibility at yeah, one point. for sure. It did. For sure. It meant something. But now I feel like basketball media and just the way the game is presented and covered yeah. has taken such a big hit that it killed itself. You got too many guys that didn't play it. That's it. That's the that's number, the one, number issue. one issue. That's it. Too many guys that yeah. didn't play it, but we given credentials – like they were first Ballet Hall of Fame, or they even played in NBA. Even play, didn't even play good. Dog. Wasn't good in college. That's wasn't it. Wasn't good in high school. That's it. Some guys didn't even play. Period. Didn't play. Period. 
and they're telling you dictating God's who's career. good and who's yeah. not. That's insane. Isn't that twisted? Come on, man. Kyrie Irving outplayed a unanimous back-to-back MVP in the biggest stage of basketball. Facts. And we're going to say he ain't a top 75 basketball player. And it becomes a lot of it is deeper, though, bro. It's like, you know, they don't like how certain guys look. That ain't got nothing to do with basketball. And that's And that's the problem, though. Like, now you got the people that's running the game now, like, it's almost like who looks sexy in the uniform. Right. The guys they drafting now. Right, right. How was how was going up against a guy like James Harden? Houston James Harden was crazy. Cause I feel like with James Harden, <laughs> he I, was used to, crazy. I used to I used to be confused crazy. with James sometimes. I'm crazy. like, do they, do they not like the beard or like what is it he like? Was, he, I mean, he's still good, but I'm saying like that run he had in Houston oh, yeah. was. I remember us playing him. It's like man, what it was nothing you can do. You got bro. This guy was hitting deep threes, too quick, too quick. And at that time, he was getting by you still dunking. 6'5". Six, 6'5", five. Six, five, he's strong, lefty. lefty, so it's already weird playing against him. Most of the time, you're playing against right-hand dunking right, guys. Right, right, right. Man, that's crazy. Cookie. Who else? Who else some guys that, like, lesser-known role players now in the league that you feel like that are coming up that are going to be nasty? I feel like Bones Highland has this. Oh, yeah, Bones going to be one of those guys. Bones right. can be special, man. He got that. Throwback, irky jerky game. He got the attitude. He know he's nice. He want to be nice, so he got that attitude. He could be one of as the, good as he want to be. And he came up. You could tell playing the street game as well. Oh yeah, you could just see how much passion, how much joy he had when he when he playing the game. Just just a different kind of cat. This region, like obviously, um, Baltimore, Maryland, yeah. DC, produced some cold hoopers. Yeah. Who's at the top of that list? And yo, let's Man. not go resume. Coldest motherfucker from this area, you throw him on a blacktop and you're like, fuck, I gotta deal with this shit. I mean, I gotta start with Katie and Mello. That's it, right? Yeah, those, those two. two the top top two, and then everybody gonna fall in line after that, but that's crazy, man. Two. Like, how about KD? Is KD can we say that KD might be the best hooper? Cause if you looking at Wake Up Out of Bed. Natural talent, throw him on a court with anyone. I don't know if the game comes as easy. Yeah, I think I think he. It's crazy you said that. I think he might be the best just pure hooper of all time. Right. Just hoop, I, like you said, how you just defined it. If we just getting out of bed. Because Kobe no and, systems. Yeah, yeah, cause we picking players, and then we hoop. He cooking. Cause Kobe and Michael were, just like gladiators. Yeah. Carved up, yeah. training, yeah, yeah. everything had to be done. Kobe yeah. especially yeah. had to get certain athleticism going. Yeah. KD, I feel like any version of KD, fresh out the bed, yeah. brush your teeth, no breakfast, no breakfast, sweatpants. It's over with. Just run it. Yeah, run How it. you going to guard that? I think he might be the greatest pure hooper to ever live. And I think a lot of the hate he gets is because he checked the accolades box, and so now they got to honor it. They got to honor that. But it's crazy that you said it because, like you say, you gotta play the game to even know what you're even talking about. Right. To understand what we even talking about yeah. right now, you gotta. It's a different thing you have to just get. But it's a certain he, wiring. He is right because he can just get on the court and just wake up and just cook. Because Kyrie, as cold as he is, is still six two. Yeah, oh, and Katie, what seven foot to me? What the fuck do you do? Nothing. 
You ain't gonna stop him from pulling that hezzy in your face. Right. You ain't gonna stop him from handling the ball like he's six three, but he's seven foot. <laughs> you ain't gonna stop him from hitting one leg middies on you. Yeah. And he knows it too. He acts like he doesn't know. He just fucks you up the whole game. Uh, Easy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no, you can do about it. Easy. <laughs> Man, it's you know it's an honor having a guy like you on. What's what's next for you now? Because. Obviously, you're seeing all this happen, man. You've had such a long run. Because, yeah. like, you got to remember, there's 11 years in the league, all the shit before that. Yeah. You're a basketball lifer. Yeah. You give back to the community. I know you have your program. Um, tell me more about that. Because, like, there's guys like you that are doing so much yeah. that isn't being talked about. Yeah. Because Steph Curry, Giannis, and Luke are the ones getting the clicks. Yeah. But we make sure we talk about all hoopers because this is one in a million. Yeah, I just keep doing stuff like that, man. My team, Thrill, youth basketball program. Um, we on the Under Armour circuit. Yeah. I keep giving back to those kids, those parents, those coaches. Hopefully, I think now I'm, I want to actually get into coaching. Yeah. But I would never coach at the NBA level. No. Only high school and college. Because I would want to change somebody's life. You're not changing millionaires' lives, man. Right. Impacting to that level. These kids are getting so much money now. Early. Gonna, yeah, it might be hard to impact this. <laughs> <laughs> it might be hard to impact this, man. That's dope, man. I appreciate yeah. you coming on, oh, bro. Baby. This is dope because, like, there's all these resumes and numbers. Then it's like a pro telling you who's really motherfuckers, you know? Man, listen. Kobe one, Mike two. That's it. And then the rest can fall in line. <laughs> Everybody else can have their opinion about who they think is the best. But those two right there. Right there. To me, that's just. The ultimate master. And I don't think it'll. As I'm living, I don't think that'll ever change. 